2: Joining us here on The Phoenix Sports Podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review. I'm Cheerseen, she's Michaela. Once again, happy Friday. Today just like feels like a Friday and I regret the Coyote I just watched the Coyote's crew <laughs> hop on with beers Speaking and I
0: regret of, not grabbing one.
1: <laughs> oh, Look at that! You went to a graphic as soon as I came. Nobody wanted to see. You're Craig's still face. on there, Craig. Um, you're still on there. Oh no, you're still live. So What's you're, going you're down on there? there?
0: Well, I just came with a present for Mac. Uh, you
1: I was just slandered on the Coyote Show, everybody. Absolutely slandered by some false, some false narratives. Go know. ahead, Craig. We have some
0: pretty good evidence, Mac, that. Um, the nutter butters were on you. If
1: you missed the thing. Coyote show, I was accused of stealing Craig's nutter butters, and to that I say that is blasphemy. Max Simpson was the one that stole the nutter butters. I was just compliant. Thank you. Else. I wow. was just compliant in this entire thing. And Max asked me if we wanted to share the nutter butters, and I said yes. Okay, I'm not so gonna lie. It's Max's I'm fault. Not lie. Max <laughs>
2: never. Max was there for the entire conversation and never stepped in and said that oh, it was actually him. So no, was oh, no,
0: here. oh no! Oh <laughs> no! Okay, this has gone off the the rails. We'll have our findings on Monday. That's all. So,
1: that is the culprit. That is the (laughs) culprit.
0: If anyone knows Max' track record (laughs) of food allegations from earlier this (laughs) week burritos. (laughs) Fact. (laughs) Michaela Perkins hoarded a green chili burrito
1: (laughs) from earlier this week, put her name on it, and shoved it in the crevice of our fridge. You're just mad, Max, because you got caught stealing the Nutter Butters, Uh -uh. and I'm standing up for myself. She's a burrito hoarder. Uh, my name oh, will be cleared. My name will
0: be cleared because this is not my character. That is absolutely her character. How much uh, green salsa did Michaela uh, take I right? resent I would, one burrito. What we saw for in yeah. the fridge at least four I like green salsa. green salsas, Sue and that's not even including what she it's brought. It's not a home. crime to have
1: salsa. And I quote I took 10 green salsa packets home. Ten. <laughs> it's not a crime to eat, like salsa. Sorry a, that I it like is my burrito. It's a crime when other people
0: need to eat salsa. What are we doing here? No, and it's also, not. And, uh, uh, and oh my are god! You get, you get,
2: are you giving her nutter butters now? That's am I allowed to have these now? Kind of wow!
1: Wow! Okay, just I'm allowed to have the Petey nutter butters. This, uh,
2: but what a great guy! I all I said was I needed a beer, and all of a sudden, Petey comes down <laughs> with uh, with a golden lager from Four Peaks for me. So thank you, Petey
1: um okay What's well if you, miss, than that? if you missed out on the nutter butter debacle go watch the phnx coyotes show they were live just a few moments ago you can catch it on our youtube channel and they you can see
2: and Shane out on that show yeah
1: it was an incredible show um they also slandered my name and i resent that it was max who stole the nutter butters and i stand by that you you
0: didn't stand up and tell them it was wrong and you still ate the nutter butter so it's not like you're innocent here
1: i ate one nutter butter out of the four max had two that makes it more guilty. Anyways, okay. Um, this
0: is
2: my first time <laughs> drinking the Golden Lager. Really good, right? Uh, I'm usually a peach ale or a hazy IPA from Four Peaks kind of gal. This
1: is really good. Yeah, golden it's lager. delicious. Golden
0: Lager is my favorite one. Yeah. Golden Lager
1: that. slaps. Everything from Four Peaks slaps. I'm still a hazy IPA girl to the day I die, Um, but I love Four Peaks beer. And if we you a Four Peaks coming beer. Up? We do. We are taking over the ASU Hockey Home Opener on october 14th the tickets are already sold out so unfortunately if you miss out on that you will not be able to join us but if you become a phnx member you will get first dibs on our next takeover um this was a phnx members only event so there's just more reason for you to sign up to be a member but we're gonna be meeting at four peaks we're gonna be eating in taco bar all you can eat tacos where hopefully i will not be accused of hoarding anything because it's all you can eat taco bar um and so yeah it's gonna be really fun you can't
2: take the last of anything though okay Uh,
1: apparently not (laughs) everyone is so sensitive in this office about food oh my gosh i work with a bunch of babies you are
0: just selfish
1: (laughs) a bunch
2: Uh, of babies this show is i i don't even know what is about to happen
1: in the show because we are so off the rails here
2: shots Um, fired should we just get
1: into temperature check yeah, I think we should at this point. Okay. Just remember, though, if you're going to drink a 4 peak spear, you must be 21 years older and enjoy responsibly. Okay, now let's do it.
2: <laughs> All right, let's get into a temperature check of uh, sports here in the valley, starting with the Arizona Cardinals, who finally beat that Panther curse, regardless of what fashion it was in. They got a win on Sunday, so uh, two and two on the season. Uh, a lot of storylines either out of that game throughout this week, heading into their game on Sunday against the Eagles, another home game, so they're back at home. Um, So little time to celebrate that win. Um, Thank goodness they got it, because I think a lot of people heading into that game were like, listen, if they lose this one, I think this whole season is lost. So the jury is still out on what the Cardinals can be this season, but they kind of by getting another win, getting closer to Hopkins' return and things like that, kind of saved themselves. So we're hanging on to still a little bit more hope. J.J. Watt, after that game, though, it was really hard to see him as emotional as he was. Um, Just I think anytime we see a grown man cry, but also just the situation surrounding it as he tied in his situation with his, you know, seeing his baby Um, on an ultrasound and and just tying that whole thing in together, uh, feel for the guy. He was mostly missing from practice this week, but he did practice today. So it was great to see him back out, back out there.
1: Yeah. Glad to see JJ Watt back on the field. As always, that press conference was definitely tough to watch. You never want to see someone trying to struggle with their seeing, you would never want to see someone struggling with their health in that way. Um, it was very emotional. But I'm happy that he's back out on the field. Hopefully everything is good. I don't necessarily trust the NFL or the personnel when it comes to making health decisions after what happened with Tua a couple weeks ago. So I'm just praying that everything's good with J.J. Listen, I think they learned our
2: lesson because Brian Hoyer yesterday, as soon as he went out of the game uh for a potential head injury, he was done for the rest of it. So, I think they're going to uh try and course correct after that one, but let's hope. Um yeah, we can only hope. Another thing that happened this week, I think it was sort of a long time coming, I hate to say it because I was always rooting for Andy Isabella to pan out, but the team finally waived him. He was the last of three receivers drafted in that 2019 draft class uh to not work. So, the thing with Andy is not only did he not work out, but he was the guy that was taken two picks before DK Metcalf, and so that sort of put an extra, put some extra pressure and some extra hate from fans. Uh, I, I don't know. I the, the closest thing I could compare it to is like the DeAndre and Luka Doncic thing, where it's like you're always going to be compared to that other guy that the Cardinals could have gotten or that a team here in Arizona could have gotten. So there was, there was that lingering. And I think they probably held on to him for a little bit uh, longer than they necessarily needed to. But he's gone, picked up, and signed uh, to the Ravens practice squad. And, um, yeah, n- neither or none of those three receivers in that 19 draft class panned out. So,
1: <sighs> Steve Kime. Steve Kime, <laughs> I'm looking at you. Um, I'm just... It's hard for me, like, I'm not, I don't really, I didn't have a lot of emotional stock in Andy Isabella. Like, whether or not he really panned out for this team didn't really matter for me, towards me, to me. Um, He obviously had that one incredible play where he... Received the ball and ran it in for a touchdown um, a few years ago. But uh, I wasn't really that emotionally connected to Andy Isabella. Obviously, I hope he can find his way and get a shot somewhere else. But the fact that he was a part of that 2019 draft class that none of the receivers taken in ever worked out really to me just points to the glaring neon sign, warning sign that is Steve Kimes draft choices um, I have had some conflicting feelings about Steve Kime as GM for a while. Um, but Andy Isabella getting cut is kind of just like another reminder that I don't really necessarily think the person making the choices at the GM position for the Cardinals is <laughs> all that great. Um, I don't really, I'm just disappointed. Like, it's just frustrating. And to also put in, be put in the same category as DK Metcalf, like, are you kidding me? What are we doing here? So it's just frustrating.
2: I think one of the reasons why I was rooting for Andy so much is just because he's a good guy and a really, really, really hard worker. So apparently on his way out, he told Cliff, um, go prove him wrong. So even in that situation, he was, you know, telling his head coach, like, hey coach, like go like I, just he's just like a good kid. And so you just like him on a route for those guys. But um the other two that were drafted in that class, Keyshawn Johnson. Um, who was waived by the Falcons in August, so right now he's not even with the team, and then Hakeem Butler, who's playing in the CFL. So, like, you've got Andy, who's on a practice squad, and then the other two guys are completely out of the league entirely. Uh, Right, like, as we speak. Um, They might get other chances down the road, but that's just not good. Um, So you get rid of... um, Andy Isabella, and then you think you're going to get Antoine Wesley back this week. Unfortunately, he was on IR this entire season for a hip and groin injury came back to practice this week and suffered an en- another injury he's getting an MRI so last I saw they're waiting for results on that but he could miss the entire season. So there you are with just another setback at that position as well as you wait for DeAndre Hopkins to return. Uh, you know Rondale Moore's been dealing with injuries as well It's just like they can't seem to 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 get it right with that position group which heading into the season should have been. They're one of their most solid position groups.
1: Yeah, the wide receiver room is a struggle bus. Um, We obviously knew going into the season that we were going to be missing the most important piece of that room, which is DeAndre Hopkins. But unfortunately, the injury bug seems to have plagued that wide receiver room. And oh, my gosh, what a horrible time for this to happen to the Cardinals when they really, really didn't have any room for any wide receiver to go down until we got D hot back. So, Oh man, you hate to see it. Um, I don't really know. Like I, I think the Cardinals need to be aggressive before the trade deadline. And I think they need to add some more pieces into that room, especially if Antoine Wesley goes down for the rest of the season. Like they have to address this. They have to uh, get more help in, in terms of wide receivers. So um, I hope that that's something that they are considering and looking at seriously, because um, I know that there's only a few games left until D hop comes back, but good Lord, like we can't just hinge our entire hope of the season on D Hop's shoulders. Like we have to make sure that we are doing that. Well, not we, but the Cardinals have to make sure they're doing everything they can um, to solidify this offense and to give Kyler weapons to throw the ball to that way at the bare minimum, there aren't any excuses on the table of why the offense isn't performing. Kyler Murray has all the weapons that he needs to be productive. And I just think that they need to really focus on getting this wide receiver thing fixed out.
2: Well, thankfully they do have Zach Ertz out there as well as a pass catcher. And this is a big, big weekend for him. He's going to play his former team spent eight and a half seasons with the Eagles, um, Obviously it'll be a reunion um, and he was asked about that midweek as well. Here's what he had to say.
1: No, I haven't I don't think the emotion has hit me.
2: you know it's been a lot of just viewing them for the next opponent. Um, I got a lot of good relationships still back there. Wayne um, Johnson, Jason Kelsey, Fletch BG, We played a lot of football together eight plus years together. Um, so when you're with people that long it becomes more than just a football thing. It becomes more of a relationship, care about them and their family. Um, So from that perspective, it's going to be good to see those guys. Um, But on the field, it's going to be uh, me versus their defense. It's not going to be Zach versus the Eagles.
0: Um, And we just got to go out there and play a really good football game.
2: Fun fact, if he gets a catch on Sunday, he will have caught a pass against every team in the NFL. Mm, That's a cool (laughs) tidbit. Uh, but yeah, so this is uh, obviously a reunion, long time coming for Zach Ertz. so it's obviously going to be a storyline. Spotlight's going to be on him a little bit in terms of a fan perspective to see what he's able to do. Um the Cardinals have never lost to an NFC East team during the Cliff Kingsbury era. They're a 6-0 with an opportunity to go 7-0 uh, against a team that is 4-0 to start the season. So the odds are definitely not in their favor. They're five-point dogs in this matchup. Although I have seen a lot of talk. Now, this is like ma- national media talk of thinking that maybe the Eagles are not as uh, strong of a team as their record might suggest. But this is going to be a big test for them. Um, and, uh we all know that the Cardinals do not play well at home. So I am hoping that they're going to be able to defy odds and get a sting and win on Sunday. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah, i the Cardinals are just not <laughs> I don't have a lot of faith in this game. Um, I think they're still the only the only team in the NFL to not have scored any points in the first quarter. Um, so it's not looking great. Um, hopefully Zach Ertz can turn on some superhuman powers and Ooh, just I would beast. love that. I
2: would love a big game from Zach Ertz. Yeah,
1: beast his former team, but um, I'm a little worried for the Cardinals in this matchup. But I think once we get past this game, um, hopefully we can get past this game with no other issues. Um, the schedule looks a little bit brighter, so um, it's going to be an interesting game for sure. Yeah,
2: I think this will be another big like litmus test to um again, for actually both the Eagles and the Cardinals to kind of see, like I said at at the beginning, I feel like the jury's still kind of out on what this Cardinals team can be. I know a lot of people are really disappointed in Cliff Kingsbury this season and are putting a lot of blame on his shoulders specifically for those slow starts, which it's worth noting that the Eagles have outscored their opponents 48 to 14 in the first half of games this year. And we all know yeah, the Cardinals have stunk it up in the first half. So you mentioned uh, no points scored in the for- in the first quarter. So uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be a litmus test for both teams. I would love to see the Cardinals uh, step up, finally turn that page where we can feel a little bit better about them, a little more certain of where the season is heading. Um, but of course, the Eagles are going to want to keep their uh, perfect record intact I got a notification this morning. If you guys are still wanting to go out to that game out at State Farm Stadium, tickets have dropped in price. Uh, the notification on the Game Time app was 17% drop uh, for ticket prices for 125 kick on uh, Sunday. So that was again a, a notification from the Game Time app, which is how we here at PHNX get all of our tickets to sporting events to concerts. Uh, I mentioned. This, I got my parking pass to the last home game against the Rams. Um, like a last second thing, got a last second invite and was like, Wait, what do I do about parking? Let me check the game time app. I was able to buy it, uh, within a matter of like probably like 60 seconds. Uh, pulled over at a gas station, bought it, and then continued driving to the game. So, uh, the game time app is where it's at, uh, up to 60% off on tickets when you buy them last minute. Uh, So it's great for all the procrastinators out there. Um, But really, it's just the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score deals again concerts shows sporting events parking passes uh if you love phnx you're going to love the game time app it is the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description so i made the mistake of just downloading the app without using our own link that is my bad uh so if you do download the game time app be sure to do it through the link in the description All right, so the Cardinals, uh, not the only team in action. By the way, today felt like a great day when walking into the office. You had playoff baseball, regular season hockey going on, uh, and we were talking about the Suns and the Cardinals and the Diamondbacks. Obviously, we're going to get to their season just wrapped up, so it just feels like a really fun time in sports right now. Uh, But the Suns, they beat the Lakers after falling to a team they should have never fallen to in a way they – Should have never come out playing, Um, but I I hope that preseason, that first preseason game, uh, they just got everything uh, out of the way. They did beat the Lakers. Still preseason, doesn't really mean much. And something came out of it that might mean absolutely nothing, but it was great to see this video that the Suns tweeted out with DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker, all smiles, hanging out with this young fan who was in tears that he got to meet some of his heroes. And, you know, again, probably like really means nothing, but it was a big thing for me. I don't know about you, Michaela to see Deandre Ayton smiling on the bench.
1: Yeah, it's great to see D.A. happy, especially after the <laughs> shitstorm we just went yeah. through with media availability during uh, media day and training camp and just really understanding the depths of maybe how unhappy D.A. had been with this front office, with the team um, in the off season, and even maybe before then. So just to see a D.A. back to his like, happy, smiley self was definitely a relief for me. I was starting to get concerned <laughs> about how D.A. felt and if maybe this would be bleed into the locker room and just kind of be a dark cloud over the whole team the whole season so just to see DA um, back with book and the team and being happy just was like the biggest relief because I was so concerned after media day um, and just the statements that DA made about not speaking with Monty not really looking excited or happy to be here so it's Oh, like a weight has been lifted off my shoulder seeing him smiling again. And
2: honestly, a, li- a weight's probably been lifted off his. Like he's probably carrying that around all off season, just like coming up with stuff in his head and letting it marinate. And I think probably, again, I'm not going to speak for him, but if if I were in his shoes, just getting back to the facility and getting back to playing the game that I love and being around my teammates again and remembering, oh, this is why I play the game and remembering, oh, yeah, I did actually sign that new contract too. So <laughs> I've got that going on. And then being coached by Monty as well. And, you know, he made a comment this week that, They didn't really need to have a conversation because there wasn't really anything to talk about.
1: I don't know how I feel about that. I don't like that. I think there's a lot to talk about. And I think that kind of tone that Monty took and the response he had dismisses how important it is to make sure that his team is on the same page and everyone is feeling good and happy and like I just don't think after watching their interaction on the bench during game seven last year and then seeing how literally seeing and hearing how upset DA was during media day I just don't see how there can't be a conversation had or like I just feel like there was I just feel like it was like glazing over the issue. Like, like to me there, this is a big deal. And I think Monty it's in Monty's hands and it's Monty's responsibility as the head coach of this team to get on the same page as his players and to address issues and to talk things out and to work things out. We see what happens when <laughs> problems boil over and temp- tempers rise Draymond Green. Um, so it's really important.
2: I think that's more of a character flaw in Draymond Green himself. But right? Yes.
1: But yeah, so I just, I wish Monty wouldn't have said that because I think it's not doing service to how important it is for him and uh, D.A. to be on the same well, page. Well, we do
2: have the clip. Let's go ahead and listen to what he had to say. Okay. Yeah. I coach DeAndre every day in practice, and I've already said this. I'm not going to keep talking about every time I sit down and talk with somebody, I'm not going to address it or, or you know, make a, a statement about it. I coach him hard every day in practice. You see he's here getting his work in, like, that's what we expect of our guys. And talking about whether or not I talk to a guy, I think it's kind of senseless. Well, sit down, just air air some things out. We don't need to air anything out. That's,
0: that's my point. I'm not going to keep addressing that. It's like he's the player, I'm the coach, just like with Book and Chris and Kale.
2: DA gets his work in every day. He's at 22 and 12 in 20 minutes. Those are the kinds of things that we expect from him. I don't need to sit down and talk to him. About it. I hate that. I don't... Why do I kind of like it? No, I don't like it. Shoot, I
0: kind of I'm with you, Cherson. Like
2: yeah. Do you want to elaborate on that, John? I just
0: feel like people are being a little dramatic. Like, they're grown-ass men. I don't think everybody... Like, they don't necessarily need to have a conversation. Like, at the end of the day, it's work, right? Like, if if... No one's there except for them. We don't know if it's really, like, a toxic work environment. Like, people have conflict and stuff sometimes, but they had a summer to get over it. They're back. Like, DA got his money. I I feel like even if they did address it, like, I'm on the mindset where, like, this is none of y'all's business. So I'm going to say we didn't even have a conversation. Yeah. Even if we did. Like, this is not – because if we did have a conversation, now the media is going to be like, oh, what is this conversation about? Like, why do they not seem like they're on good terms if they had a – like, I don't know. It's not really, like, buzz off. It's our it's our thing, not y'all. I
1: disagree. That's what you sign up for when you're an athlete and you're in front of the media every single day. Like, obviously, DA is unhappy. He made it very clear during media day, like, with his tone and the way he answered questions. And so you open your, yourself up to speculation when you're in that position and when you are in the, the light for your job. And I just don't think that um, it's fair for us to be – I guess, kept in the dark when this is like, I think it's an issue. Like it's an issue. You don't want to see the sons having culture problems within the organization. And so not, we only get one side of the story now because now we only know that DA is unhappy and now we're just left to like run with the narratives of DA is unhappy. He hasn't spoken to Monty. Monty hasn't spoken to him. They don't, Monty doesn't think he needs to like air anything out. And so now we're just going to what speculate on the little information that we have, like, I would rather know what's going on and know that they had a conversation and know that everything's on the right pa- on the same page. That way, I can have confidence in this team moving forward throughout the season that everything's fine.
0: Yeah, I feel you, but like at the same time, like I don't think they owe us that. Like it'd be one thing if like I, I think franchises owe-, owe us a certain thing to like be honest when it comes to like how the the franchise is being run. And it's not like Monty's being disrespectful for- to the media, but like I don't think they necessarily owe us. What's going on in the locker room? Like, at the end of the day, they're people. Like, I don't think, I don't, I don't, I am not of the mindset that, that players and coaches owe us anything other than like respect, but I don't think they owe us the information of what's happening inside the locker room.
2: I mean, what personally. if, what if like Monty just came up to him and said, like, you know, like, yo, we good or something like that. Or like, wh- like, I don't know. Sometimes you can just like behave a certain way and just like you just know, like, okay, we're good and we're just gonna, we're gonna turn a page. It's in the past. I would say that if DeAndre looked visibly So the way that he looked in practice after that seemed to give us a little more confidence that like it's he's not being like bogged down by it. I would say if we saw it in practice and we saw it carry into games and things like that, then it would be cause for concern. But if it was just like the first two days of him being back, he aired some stuff out um, and got back to, you know, how things were last season before that falling out and just, you know, like things are good, then maybe we can all just move on as well. I think best case scenario, though, is we did hear from Monty, and he said, listen, we talked it we talked it through, we're all good, not going to talk about it anymore, like our focus is on basketball. Like, obviously, that would be best case scenario, no doubt. I am totally with you on that, Michaela. But I feel like a little bit better that it didn't seem like it's affected him in any way in practice or in these two preseason games. So... Hopefully that's the case, and um, yeah, we can just all move on. There, w- there was one thing that came out of that Laker game that is a little unfortunate. Um, it looks like both campaign and Cam Johnson are going to be out for the rest of the preseason, so they just have two more games next week, uh, beginning with Denver on Monday. But they both suffered right like finger injuries um for cam johnson that's his shooting hand for campaign uh that's his non-dominant hand so um i guess good in that regard and again they're just like sprains but i just hope specifically for cam johnson's uh sake and we're gonna get to it later on in the show but he's you know he has this kind of starting spot this year and so i hate I would hate for there to be like this lingering throughout the entire season because there's not going to be, there's no let up, right? Like now you're entering the regular season and it's the very beginning of the regular season. And now you've got potentially a finger that's going to be bugging you on your shooting hand throughout the season. In and of itself, it could be nothing, but I hope that this is not something that we're talking about throughout this season.
1: Yeah, we definitely don't want to see these injuries continue for sure.
2: Um, And then one fun little thing. That came out of that game that went viral is uh, who doesn't love a dog
1: dunking the ball? (laughs) For those of you listening to this on audio format, the little chihuahua that had the ball at the halftime show for the Lakers. Um, and the Suns preseason game it was so cute the little guy um I hate chihuahuas um, I hate those I'm with you 100% on I hate ankle, ankle biter dogs. Yeah, so yeah, like a ankle if your biters. dog is small and can bite my ankles I hate it I'm sorry but and
0: bleh. also if you want a small dog get a wiener <laughs> dog like get something that's little, at least a little or cool get a corgi or like yeah, a bulldog facts. or a French
1: bulldog like I, wanna, they're, like, they're like I don't want to like if I can drop kick your dog over a fence it's not a dog bottom
0: <laughs> bottom tier dog they're 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 just big rats yeah
1: absolutely if my cat's bigger than your dog it's not a dog (laughs) and Cleo is like four times that size
2: I don't know this kind of reminds me of like this like Boneless wings aren't chicken wings. It's like who cares? Who cares whether a chihuahua is even a dog or not? It's still an evil creature. It has feelings, but they're
0: not even cute.
1: They're not like, cute. You're not going to
0: keep a skunk as a as a as a no. Skunks are cuter. So, actually, yeah. Skunks Some are people cuter.
2: de-skunk skunks and have them as pets. Okay, they're well like
0: you should little be a ankle binder. <laughs> but... Sorry
1: if you're listening to this and you have an ankle biter dog, but I mean, let's reevaluate.
0: No. Get yeah, a big yeah, dog. Yeah, wait, <laughs> Blake has the ultimate question: Can we get Newman Duncan basketballs? cuz that would uh,
2: be cute. That would be incredible. I'll see what I can do. He he is trained to do some tricks, so maybe I'll have to add that to his uh, repertoire. <laughs> um All right, well, we didn't get a chance to uh To talk about uh, how comfy these chairs are that we love to sit in every week, or how your furniture shopping is going, Michaela. It is slow
1: and steady. Um, I've just begun the furniture shopping process. I did find a couch that I am in love with, and I'm so excited to get it. I have already decided that I'm buying it, I already picked out the upholstery. Like, I am obsessed with it, and it comes from our friends at More Furniture. Um, so I'm really excited to continue that process. I have my couch locked down, which is what I was like the most nervous nice. about for some reason. So now that I've got my couch, I'm going to move on to the coffee table, the bed frame, the the end tables, all that good stuff. But um, more furniture it has the most beautiful furniture, and I'm so stoked to have a fully new furnished apartment at the end of this month. It's getting closer, are so you, are you taking advantage of their fall sale? I sure am. Oh my god, you better believe I am. Their fall sale going on right now is incredible. You you guys, if you're looking for furniture and you need a discount, you have to go shop the More Furniture Fall Sale. I have saved so much money. The couch that I was looking at was half off. It is Whoa. half off, you guys. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and if you do shop their uh, Fall Sale, you'll receive a $100 gift card for every $1,000 you spend. So now is the time to go get your furniture from morefurniture.com. Nice. Yeah, girl.
2: Awesome. All right. Uh Fall Sale. Still going on, uh, while the uh, the fall season is over for the Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, who ended things this week. And it was a little, it was a little bitter. I mean, it's always bittersweet when a season ends, right?
1: I know. I baseball's my favorite, so I'm sad that it's nearing the end. Obviously, the regular season's over and playoffs started today, but um, always sad to see baseball go. I never want to watch it leave. Uh, hate to watch you go, but I love to watch you leave. Just kidding.
2: it was it was a tough <laughs> it was a tough season at times. But did you feel like they exceeded or fell short of expectations?
1: Well, they personally for me exceeded my expectations I had them winning like 62 games this year so the fact that they finished 74 and 88 and fourth place in the National League West definitely exceeded my expectations they won 22 more games this year than they had had last year so they definitely got better which I was really happy about I really didn't have to be honest any expectations for them this season because I didn't know what we were going to get when it came came to this team Um, I think more than anything watching their young guys come up through the system make so many they had so many major league debuts which is cool to watch Um, and just to get to see their young guys get a chance to prove themselves and show us what they're made of was my favorite part of the season Um, I think that is a win and I will take that any day of the week because I think it's the farm system that the Diamondbacks and Mike Hazen has cultivated that is going to make this team a championship team so the sooner we start that process of getting these guys some major league service time, the better, because, um, I don't think the diamondbacks well, I know the diamondbacks aren't going to be big spenders in free agency or anything like that because they just don't have the payroll and the money to do it like the Dodgers or the Yankees do. So they're going to have to play some, um, uh, money ball and it's going to have to be done well and concise and smartly. And so, um, the process that they started this season of getting their young guys, some service time was super exciting for me because it just brings us that much closer to um, 2024, 2025, which is when I think the Diamondbacks are going to be a real contender in baseball. So,
2: yeah, for me, they exceeded my expectations. Like, never mind their record. I would just say that I wasn't necessarily excited to watch this team just For the product that they were going to put out there. Never mind wins and losses. But they were a really, really, really exciting team with, like you mentioned, getting to see those young guys come up and get opportunities and just kind of provide a spark for this team and give us a little bit of hope for where this team is heading as well. So they definitely exceeded my expectations. One thing we all know we all know they're going to have to address in the offseason is the stinking bullpen who uh-huh. tied the franchise record for most losses and was one shy of the league record. But Jacob pointed this out today that apparently they, I think they set a new record for losses over the like a league record for losses over the course of the last two seasons or so like a, a, in a two year span. So regardless though, they stink <sighs> and uh, you know, that was another reason why I felt like this team was so exciting to watch is because they put themselves in a positions to win, uh, you know, a- until their bulk
1: bullpen came along. Yeah. The Diamondbacks lost 42 games this year in which they were either tied or ahead at the start of the sixth inning. They just had to make it three more innings and they would have won 42 games, 42 more games. So obviously the bullpen is a, travesty it is atrocious there aren't enough words in urban in the dictionary that i could possibly use to describe how horrible horrendous this entire bullpen was this whole year my god it was painful watching them anytime a bullpen pitcher came in i literally just turned the tv off because i knew i knew how that was gonna go so um i hope well i know that they will but dear god i don't know Mike Hazen's going to have to get crafty when it comes to restructuring this bullpen because uh, as a team as a fan of another team in the National League West I see what happens when you just throw money at a bullpen and pray and spending 110 million dollars on a bullpen does not fix the problem so I think it's really difficult because the bullpen is the hardest part of baseball to really plan and structure for and you can't just throw money at it like it doesn't work to just like I, like like, I spend a bunch of money on bullpen relievers. So however they fix this problem, it's going to have to be done well because uh, pff, like you can't just throw money at a bullpen and hope it works out. Like they have to be very strategic about how they're going to fix this bullpen because good Lord, like it's bad. Oh,
2: uh yes, but uh at least the season is over and uh we can move forward with that and uh you know, unfortunately the Diamondbacks are not in the postseason, but postseason baseball has just like a special place in my heart. So, regardless of whether the team I'm rooting for is in it or not, it's always a good time. Um you know, we've got the hockey season starting up like I mentioned. We've got the NBA season starting up. Um, And so it's a good time. Actually, it's a great time to download the underdog fantasy app. It is the easiest and most fun way to spice up not only I didn't even mention this, obviously, football season, but hockey, postseason baseball, NBA. um, That is underdog fantasy and their pickup game. So just look for your favorite or least favorite players in any sport. Uh, their stats pick between two and five players for your pick them entry and whether you think they're going to end up with a higher or lower total than the stat in this week's game so get all your picks right and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night uh
1: was it Derek that recently won pretty big yeah, yeah won. Derek won a thousand dollars I know someone else Ma- I think Max and Shane each won a hundred bucks. Um, so, our office is just crazy, going crazy on the Underdog Fantasy app. They are just raking in cash left and right. John, have you won
2: anything?
0: We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> um, I've won a few bucks, actually. I, I have more money in the account than I than I deposited. So that's a win in my book.
1: There you go. You're there in the you green. Go. That's all that matters.
2: Um, <laughs> so you can search in the App Store or click the link in our show notes to sign up with the promo code PHNX. Anytime you sign up with any of our um, sponsors here at PHNX, use that PHNX code. That's always going to be the code. And Underdog will double... Your first deposit up to $100. Again, that's underdog fantasy using that promo code PHNX and get on, in on the action today. All right. What do we have next, Mac? Mac
1: time we go down in the dms baby down in the dms it is time for down in the dms and we are going to be answering your burning arizona sports questions thank you to everyone who sent in a question on twitter who respectfully slid into our dms with respectful questions um if you're we're one of those people who weren't respectful. We're not answering your questions, and we're ignoring you completely, or you're probably muted now. So <laughs> thank you to everyone who sent in your questions. Um, we've got a lot to get to. So Sean, hit us with our first question.
0: All right. Um, essentially, the question here is, is, is does the NFL have a QB problem with all of the legends, Drew Brees, Rivers, Big Ben, Giselle Bündchen, a.k.a. Tom Brady, being old, retired, or washed?
1: Well, and they also asked this because um, many of the NFL games, including the primetime games like last night, <laughs> have been low scoring. Snooze With fest. Um, listen, I don't Listen, I don't want to hate. I don't- Watch your mouth. I don't want to talk <laughs> about last night's what? game.
0: You know what? I'm ready to
1: hate on Russell Wilson Oh, yet. did
0: you see the last play of that game? There's no one's fault other than Russell Wilson. Uh, yeah, his interceptions That Russell Wilson. a
1: mistake, he but I don't multiple. think he's put in a position to win night in and night out either. We're okay? not arguing about Russell Wilson. What are we
0: doing here? Sean.
1: Hack it. That was not his fault. Um, okay, last night was a mess. It was bad. I am willing to admit that. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because I will get visibly angry and probably walk off this set. Um, but yeah, I mean, there have been a lot of low scoring primetime games this season and it happened quite a few times last season too. And it's a bummer to watch that happen. I mean, obviously the whole nation is watching that game and to have nothing but field goals the entire time. Not a single touchdown was thrown, not one last night. Um, it's just a bummer. And also when you take into consideration that on average, Amazon prime is paying $78 million per game that they broadcast, um, that was a waste of 78 million dollars. So I- But it's not a
2: quarterback problem. Like there's not a quarterback <sighs> problem in the league. Like you've got yeah. you've got Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Patrick um, Mahomes. you still have Aaron Rodgers. Galen you could say Hertz. Tom Brady's washed up, but he's still Tom Brady. Um, even Stafford, who's also like, I don't know, did he come out and say this is going to be his last season? Cause it probably is. Kyler's should still be. a great quarter. Should. Yeah, definitely should be. You've got Kyler, Justin Herbert. I mean, we don't have a quarterback problem. If anything, I don't know, maybe we have a coaching problem. But um, I wouldn't blame like these. uh, It was Tom Brady who came out and said that he's been watching a lot of really bad football. I don't think he came out and said watching a a lot of really bad quarterbacks. I I just think in general is also ironic, which begins with your head coaches. But yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I don't think there is a quarterback problem. I think I've never been more excited about the quarterbacks in the league than I am now um Josh Allen Patrick Mahomes as much as that literally kills me on the inside to say um Justin Herbert there's so many that I can name that I am genuinely I left
2: out Patrick Mahomes like
1: I'm so excited to watch them play football like I've never been more excited about the future of the quarterbacks in the league than I am now I think on top of there being a coaching problem I think they're we're seeing like a new a new NFL, right? Like this isn't like your old NFL where you are rumble tumble rough. You're running the ball every play. Like you're relying on your running backs and your fullbacks to like get this thing moving. Like this is a new NFL and like, we're seeing new schemes. We're seeing an emphasis on like air raids and new types of offenses and things like that. So I think maybe like we're just in a transitional period right now where we're just seeing a new type of football take place and like take it's like and grab onto the league and like, take root but um I think you know definitely there's a coaching problem so um like I'm really excited about the quarterbacks in the NFL I guess I might be alone in that I could be alone in that but I don't think it's a quarterback problem I I, think there's a lot of different things that are factoring into these like low scoring games yeah
2: um and admittedly i drool over patrick mahomes watching him play football it is so <laughs> oh, fun yeah. to watch yes. i mean like seriously he's the most
0: talented quarterback of all he,
2: time it's tremendous i love watching him we've got a little bit of breaking news the cardinals just released tight end max williams which is really sad because i was rooting for that guy I remember uh, he was injured last year and was was watching every single game cheering them on from home and uh, just never got back on the field for them so well, i for Ray Trey McBride, ride, baby season. see
1: you yep. max yep. garcia yep. see you never um, uh Trey bride seasons here guys let's go
0: real quick on the (laughs) nfl thing though also it's not like it's just, like, the games that have been on prime time. Like, it's not, like, we, they, we saw the Broncos were going to be better, and they've been on m- prime time multiple times. Right. But, like, they haven't all been low scoring. Like, the Bills scored 30-some points in opening day. Of course, that's what he goes to <laughs> first. I'm, that was the first game of the season. And then also, you look at, like, the the Lions-Eagles game, I think it was. That was, like, 38-34. Like, there's high-scoring games in the NFL just haven't been the games in the prime time. I and honestly think the
1: NFL needs to make it so that their flex game rule starts – Way, way sooner than what week 10 or week 11 is when they can start flexing games like the NFL should just be able to flex games like the whole season, because, you know, pretty quickly into the season, if a team is going to be good or bad. And if we're forced to sit on our couches and watch the Colts and the Broncos do nothing but score field goals for the entire game, um, I would much rather the NFL flex that game and put something way more interesting on the television. So You let's could have
0: put literally
1: literally any, anything. Any, literally any game any besides game. that one yeah. would have I been more interesting. Watching. Honestly, so. it
2: gave me a little more freedom uh, to, to do what I wanted to do on my Thursday night. Well, not wanted to do, but I had stuff to get done and I didn't feel like obligated to watch that game
1: whatsoever because it was trash. Well, football. Thursday night football is stupid in general. Yeah, I hate Thursday night football. It's the dumbest thing that's ever whoa, been invented, so whoa. we could just get at Thursday Night oh, Football you're acting like that's all. this
2: like
0: hot take no, nobody likes I'm Thursday I, Night Football nobody likes Thursday Night Football I like Thursday Night Football I want there to be football every night of the week right, I just well, like there being football that's weird the games are terrible uh, but I think if the
1: that. NFL allowed itself to flex games way earlier in the season we would avoid a lot of this issue so maybe that's something they will look into after that dumpster fire of a game yesterday hey
0: it's gonna get better <laughs> next week with the Bears on Thursday Night Football
1: the Bears and the Washington Commanders yeah, that was I would rather watch paint dry
0: I'd rather watch what I watched last night
2: <laughs> All right. What's the next question
0: from Chris? Can we keep can we keep talking about BG? Keep her name in the conversation until she is home safe.
2: Yes, we, we absolutely, absolutely can. can and will. We <laughs> yes. can and will. Well, you know it was really it's really unfortunate um, to hear what her wife Sherelle, had to say this week. Uh, you know, Griner's date was set for her appeal, which is October twenty fifth. But in talking with Brittany, she said that Brittany's at her absolute weakest ahead of this appeal, and that it was quote the most disturbing phone call she'd ever experienced. That being Shirelle, um, speaking with with Brittany, and obviously, you know, she's been there in prison for in Russia for almost eight months now. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I, you, you kind of you feel hopeless in this situation, but. I was a little bit encouraged that the appeal came so quickly, just knowing that they can basically do whatever they want to do over there. So October 25th, we're going to hear this appeal and maybe in a couple of weeks, we're going to hear some better news about her situation. But it's heartbreaking, especially when you feel so hopeless.
1: Yeah, um, reading the article was really tough. If you haven't read the article, I really recommend that you do because this is an important issue and it's important to keep talking about her until she's home. Um, but her wife said basically that BG was broken and she was concerned that America was going to forget about her and just leave her there. Um, and it breaks my heart to think about that. And I just wish more progress was being made to get her home. Um, but I just i never want to see a human being in that type of state. I never want to hear about someone feeling that way. It's horrible and it's heartbreaking. So um, I just, I'm, I'm heartbroken for BG. I'm heartbroken for her family. And, um, you know, I'm sure the appeals process is going to go how it's going to go because it's a Russian court. But um, I just hope that Joe Biden and the American government are doing everything. Everything in their power to make sure she comes home because um, she should be home. She should be home already. so it's just sad.
2: I said she was in prison. I think like detained is probably the better term to use there. Um, but yeah, we're all, thank you, Chris for for asking that question or making that comment. Um, and we we will continue to uh, to speak about the situation until she comes home. Um, all right, what do we have next?
0: Um, from Daniel, as Shane freaks out over playoff baseball in the background. Um losing McGee and inevitably Crowder will the Suns be a top 4 team in the West?
1: Yes, absolutely. I don't think McGee or Crowder as horrible as this is going to sound. I don't think they were a big piece of this team. Like obviously they were depth players who provided they they served their function well, um but I don't think they were major losses enough to not consider this team a top 4 team in the West. I think we're looking at the Clippers, the Warriors, the Suns, and the Nuggets as the best teams in the West this year, um, and I absolutely believe that the Suns will be um, among the top four in the West. And I don't think losing Crowder or McGee really—it it sucks. Like it, obviously, like they're great players, they're great people. Like I loved having them on the team, but they weren't big enough losses to take away from the fact that the Suns are still at their core, a very talented team and most of their pieces remain intact from last season. So I expect the Suns to be in the top four this year.
2: I actually think, and I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I actually think that Crowder is a bigger loss than McGee. So, uh, you know, you have Bismack stepping up in the rotation. So you've got Aiton, Sarich, Bismack, Biombo, And I think you're, you're fine there. There's not much of a drop off between, um, JaVale McGee and Bismack Biombo. So, uh, you know, r- you know, there, I think they're fine. Um, a little bit, maybe a little bit of a drop-off, but that's not a make or break situation with that. I mm-hmm. think when you, when you compare a guy like Jay Crowder to a guy like Cam Johnson, it they're two different like personalities entirely, um, I've said this story multiple times, but I'll say it again. Um, I know that Chris Paul and Devin Booker felt that the type of player, the type of enforcer kind of player um, that was going to set a certain tone, especially when it comes to playoffs, uh, that he w- that they were missing that kind of personality at the time, two seasons ago, and specifically gave Jay Crowder a call. And so, uh, you know, Cam Johnson is a nice guy, and his game is a little bit different, and his personality is definitely different. And so... Um, you know, Jay Crowder's coming towards the end of his career. Uh, Cam Johnson is blooming into the per- the player that he can be. Still a young guy, um, so just night and day difference. But I think that Cam Johnson's ceiling is really high, and I'll be really excited to see what he gets, uh, what he makes of the opportunity to uh, become a starter this season. But um, the jury's still out. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe that making that change is exactly kind of. Um, what this team needed, but those missing those two players is not going to count them out of being a top four team in the West. I agree. For sure.
0: So you're both saying yes. Mm -hmm. I do have to say, Mac, you left out uh, the Memphis Grizzlies in your top four, which is a, they were, they were good last year. So, Mm. I, but I, I am with you. The, the West is hard this year. The yeah. Clippers are better. The Eastern Conference of the
1: NBA is a joke. <laughs>
0: yeah, right now it kind of is. The Clippers are back. The Nuggets are back. It'll be fun. The Suns are yeah. a
2: great, great team. Don't forget who their stars are. And yeah. then don't forget who their head coach is. So yeah, I that.
0: mean, I...
1: I th- I'm fine with my top four picks. I yeah, know people I, are going to disagree, but I'm sticking by those top four.
2: I think they'll also make some moves midseason as well.
0: I don't think they'll win the West again, um, but I think they'll be top four. And yeah. I... I, I, I brought up the Grizzlies, but I'm not saying I think the Grizzlies are going to slide back a little bit. They're really young. and they. I think, they I think the only
1: team bit. that could possibly maybe edge in there is the Mavs.
0: Interesting. Yeah, fair enough. Where are uh, JaVale
1: McGee now plays?
0: Yeah, I, I agree mm-hmm. with you also, Chirsten, that the, the loss of Crowder is bigger than the loss of McGee. But while we're on the topic of the Suns, we have another question um, from John Montoya. Over under on how many wins the Suns will have this year and also when are we playing pickleball? So <laughs> first, the Suns question you had it to guess, how many wins do you think the Stones will have this year?
1: Um, well, I know that there's already lines out there, especially on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. But if I was going to pick, I don't think that they necessarily repeat their performance of last year with 64 wins, right? Um, Correct. 64 regular season wins. I think um, they maybe just like backside a little bit. So if I was going to set it, I would set it at 52 and a half. I think that's a really safe good number that I feel comfortable at. Now, I take it as what it's worth because I set the over under for dive of at 62 and they way smashed that over. But um, if I was going to pick a, uh, an over under, I would pick 52 and a half. I feel comfortable with that. I think um, like I mentioned before, like the core of the suns is still intact. They still have their head coach. The consistency is still there. Um, I wish they maybe would have done a little bit more in the off season, but we are where we're at with this now. Um, and I think, you know the Roberts Harbor stuff, the Rocky off season, the, the Jay Crowder drama, the DA stuff. Like it's all a little bit not great <laughs> to put it in a way, but um, I think that all contributes and factors into the decision to set it at fifty two and a half. So that's fine.
2: I think they have the the leaders, so like good enough leaders to where all of this offseason drama is not going to continue into the regular season. The over under on the DraftKings sportsbook app is actually set at 52 and a half. Oh,
1: I did not know that. So, uh, Jack Kings,
2: you want to hire me? <laughs> plus 105 for the over and minus 125 for the under. Uh, we do have some peeps in the chat Jay saying over 54 AZ King 480, I'll say 46, Charles Woodall Park, Pike at 52, uh, Daniel at 54, PHX Scotty at 52. So, all around uh, 46 is a little low. Yeah,
1: I think that's a little low for sure. Uh, but
2: in the 50s, I would say that's a really, really successful regular season still. Um, and yeah, I mean, 50, I think 52 and a half is like the perfect place to put that line at.
1: So, um yeah shout out to if, me for guessing what it is on the DraftKings sportsbook app
0: <laughs> so for the record they are they are i guess tied with the clippers the DraftKings sportsbook also has the clippers over under set at 52 and a half but the clippers have better oh. odds to go over 52 okay. they're minus 120 um the suns are plus 105 at 52 and a half but if you're putting money on it are you going over or under on that 52 and a half
1: shoot Oof.
2: uh crud
1: um, I'll the, go over. Okay. Yeah, I'll go over. I'll say that I have a little bit more more confidence in this team to deliver more than 52 and a half wins.
0: Personally, I, I'm going to say less, because I think when you have as many as they did last year, it's pretty natural for them to slide back a little bit. Yeah. They lost a couple pieces, and the West are stronger. But I, I, like, I think it'll be close, this or,
1: Does this factor in the fact that we might get Kevin Durant in?
0: Oh, relax. <laughs> oh, I, I, I okay. No, no. <laughs> I'm kidding, no. I'm
1: kidding. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, I would
2: take the, I'm, I lean a little biased with the Suns. Uh, I drink the local Kool-Aid, so I would take the over on that. But uh, if you guys want to get in on the action, now's your chance to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, with the NBA season just getting going, you can also, obviously, as you've been doing all season long, you um, Put your money down on any NFL team to win. If you bet $5 on a a team to win, you're gonna get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with the DraftKings' stepped-up same-game parlays. So right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with bigger payouts. Obviously, uh, why would you bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game all season long, which I just mentioned. It is simple. Download that DraftKings Sportsbook app using that promo code PHNX. It's the simplest code, PHNX. Uh, when you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, going to get some free bets and some awesome deals. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply. See show notes for details. Okay, let's get back to your questions. Sean, what we what do we have next?
0: Um, we have another one related to the Suns, but Josh Perlman asked, do the Suns get more wins this season than the Coyotes manage points?
2: Hmm. That's a great question. That's a question. Josh.
1: question.
2: Ah. So, the Coyotes finished with 57 points last year. We already mentioned that the Suns won 64 games last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think both both teams are probably going to take a step back in both in both points on the season for the Coyotes and wins on the season for the Suns. Um
1: Keep in so mind draft. the Coyotes have the worst goaltending tandem in the league.
0: That's probably true. Yeah, DraftKings has um, Coyotes point total at sixty-five and a half. Sixty-five um, and a half. Plus okay. one hundred to go over. Minus one thirty to go under.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, lordy. Well, that would be an improvement then. <clears throat> which is interesting that they have that.
1: Yeah, it's interesting that they think that they're going to do better than they did last it's season.
0: Still the worst odds, I believe. Um, well, it's still of the worst course. odds in hockey. Uh, the worst. Yeah.
1: I don't total. know. I I have a hard time with the Coyotes because I just don't know what playing in that new arena is going to do. If that's going to factor in the goal uh, goaltending uh, tandem is horrendous. That's like, why they...
0: under on their point total because don't forget they have to play like the first what twenty yeah. games on the road, which screwed the New York Islanders last right. year. Right,
1: but I mean if we're okay, if w- the question is like, uh, can you go back to the question? It's what if they if will the Suns will win more games than the Coyotes points points. Yeah.
0: yeah, so DraftKings thinks that the coyotes will score more points than the, co- than the suns will get wins correct um
1: uh, if 10. we're betting if we're putting money on this which i know we're not actually it would be fun if we could i have more faith in the suns than i have in the coyotes so i think the suns win more games than the coyotes score points that's my personal thing obviously people are going to disagree with me but i just have so much more faith in the suns than i do the coyotes unfortunately um i just don't see the coyotes I- performing as better than they did last season
2: I think that the Coyotes are gonna score more points. Okay. I'm gonna say that. And you know what? Honestly, once you. again, great question. Let's circle back at the end of the of these season. And yeah, end of these seasons. We'll come back.
1: We'll bookmark okay. this. Bookmark All this
2: related right. Thank you for your question. <laughs> do we have anything else? Um, you got another one?
0: Well, I have one for you, but we oh. do have one more from uh actual person, so I'll get to that one first. <laughs> um simple. If Dario asks, do the Cardinals make the playoffs? No way. I'm with you. Cheers.
1: Uh, I would say as of now, no. I don't have any confidence in this Cardinals roster and judging off of their performance. through week five of the NFL, I'm not encouraged by what I've seen. The Cardinals haven't had any statement wins so far this season. They have scratched and clawed and like barely made it across the goal line to win the games that they have won. And so if there was like maybe one or two statement games under their belt where they beat the bricks off the opponents that they were facing, like I would say they've got a chance. I mean, it's really... I think it's a two horse race in the uh NFC West, right? Like the Rams and the Cardinals, like I think the 49ers to me now that they are they back to Jimmy beat the G.
2: They
1: no, the Rams. No, 49ers are
0: legit. I don't have any faith in Jimmy don't know G if legit's though. I the right word, but Jimmy G is I mean he got to the playoffs last year. I like I think it's a A three-horse race? Uh, Kind of a four-horse race because you don't know where you're getting with Geno Smith either. Oh, my God, no. The Seahawks are not in the playoffs. This division's (laughs) kind of on So (laughs) I don't know.
1: So as of right now, I just don't think it... I don't think they do. I think we need to reevaluate after this week and also when they get D-Hop back. Um... If, you know, things make a major turnaround and D hop comes back and the Cardinals are like slamming wins, they're winning week to week to week to week. I think they definitely have a shot, especially because the Rams don't look like the same Rams from last season. And I have no faith in the 49ers to do anything. So I think there's a chance that they make the playoffs if we can turn things around a little bit and get some of those statement wins and look like a competent (laughs) team. (laughs) <laughs> but as of now, I don't think they do.
2: So the Niners are 2-2, two and two, but technically first in the West because they beat the Rams. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying they're still very much in it, too. I'm in on the
0: Niners. I think the Niners win the division.
1: I'm not in on the Niners. I'm, I don't know. It's a weak division.
0: I think they win the division.
1: The Niners? Yeah. Yeah?
0: Mm-mm. They have mm the, They're the most talented roster. They just also have potentially the worst quarterback in the division. Um
1: but he can still be better for than Geno
0: Smith. I mean get real. I, I agree Sean. with you. I agree with you, but like <laughs> Gino's pl- has Gino's games this year, like his best games, have been better than anything Jimmy's done this year. Jimmy's just a the most mediocre quarterback in football. Uh, uh, so it's tough. I I do think the Niners with their roster and their defense, I think.
1: I just wish the, the Cardinals had punched people in the mouth and they haven't. They haven't punched anybody. I don't think in the think that's nobody's punched happen. anybody
0: in the mouth in this division. To well, be...
1: that's a good point. Sean, what was your question? Um,
0: my question is going back to baseball and with Shane the Mariners fan and Leah the Blue Jays fan, with and I probably know your answer, Cheerson, but with Guardians? the Guardians? Yeah, with the, the D backs obviously not being a playoff team, who are you rooting for in the MLB playoffs?
2: I'm mm, from man. Cleveland, so Guardians yeah. all the way. They won today, and I am thrilled to watch them hopefully make a run this postseason.
1: I really don't have very much of a rooting interest Um, I think, if anything, maybe the Reyes, because that's who David Peralta plays for now. Um, My grandma lives in Tampa Bay, so I might be able to catch some of those games. So
2: it's you and me, sister. Yeah.
1: Um, But aside from that, I mean, I don't like I genuinely don't have a horse in this race. I think I'm going to pick the Blue Jays, though. Overall, I love the Blue Jays. There's just something about that team that makes me so happy. Um, And they have not had success (laughs) for a while. So I love the Blue Jays. I think I would pull for the Jays. I also don't mind the Mariners. It's all just a bunch of like, eh, for me. Like, I'm not feeling one way or another. I know for sure I don't want the Dodgers to win shit. No, um, nobody should. Same ever with be the Yankees. The don't want to watch the Yankees win anything. No, um, yeah. I wouldn't mind the Mets winning just because the Mets have meted for the past <laughs> fifteen <laughs> years. So um, anybody but the Dodgers or the Yankees, um, I think I'd be happy with. I guess.
0: Yeah, I think I. I I'm rooting for the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are currently losing 3-0 to the Mariners. So really, the whoever wins this series, I think, is going to be my team yeah. that I'm rooting for. Yeah. And then in the NL, I'm rooting for the the Braves because I just I love Ronald Acuna mm. and everybody on that mm, team. Yeah.
1: But, I also forgot. I don't want the Astros to win anything. So yeah. Astros, Dodgers, uh, Yankees. I don't
0: want no. the Astros to win. I they were my pick to come out of the AL, and if if Verlander wins a ring, I won't be upset about it. If he wins a clean ring, I won't be upset about it. (laughs) I would rather the Astros win than the Yankees or the Dodgers, to be quite honest, um, because I don't think they're cheating anymore. But uh, (laughs) yeah, I'm on the Blue Jays train. Um,
2: There's no Jose Ramirez fans in here.
0: I'm anti-Cleveland to be honest. I, I mentioned this to you. I'm just kind of anti-Cleveland sports, so.
1: Okay. Yeah, right. not, not a Cleveland Whatever. fan. Sorry, my girl. Is what
0: Whatever. Is.
1: All right, let's get this weekend started. Before we do it, we're going to do it with OGs because OGs has just done something that is totally changing the gummy game. They launched their brand new Sleep Edition gummies and you won't want to sleep on these. Um, OGs is now Flavoring Dreams with a 2-1-THC-CBN ratio gummy. CBN is a compound that helps specifically with falling and staying asleep. And the new Sleep Edition gummy. Is their new aqua berry flavor, which rivals my all time favorite orange creamsicle flavor. We highly recommend you check them out at OG's online at OG'sbrands.com and on Instagram at OG's Brands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. Pick up some of these new sleep gummies, and you must be 21 years or older to purchase
2: i think it's an og's kind of weekend for me i've been so busy lately i know and we've I, been running
1: around yeah, the valley We have been
2: doing like all the things all and I think, over i think i need to take an og's and just like take a nap this weekend yeah
1: absolutely i will be enjoying some sleepy gummies for sure. We hope you guys also have a wonderful weekend. If you haven't already sign up to be a member at gophnx.com you can get your first month for only 50 cents or if you sign up for an annual membership you'll get a free t-shirt from the PHNX locker. There's also a ton of other reasons to be a member including access to our members only events like the one we're doing on October 14th. We're going to be taking over Mola Arena to watch ASU take on Colgate for the first home opener for ASU Hockey. We're super excited about that. If you're a member you also get access to our members only disc where you can chat with all of us whenever you want there are so many reasons to be a member so definitely go and do that thank you guys so much for watching and for everybody in the comments we love you so 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 much you are our favorite part of this show and don't forget we will be live again next friday at 12 30 have a great weekend everybody see you guys Bye.